Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the latest episode of Sports Luck, the only podcast that really thought the Rays were going to go to the World Series after being up 3-0, but clearly other things have happened. Uh, I'm here. Alex is here. Jason's here. Noah's here. Mike is here. Yeah, J- Jason's very excited. Um, uh, we, have, we have a very jam-packed episode for you today. Uh, Mike is not here. He's entertaining a friend for the weekend. So, uh, as always, we wish, we wish Mike, uh, you, know, uh, sa- uh, you know, safety, health, all that good stuff. But I think the best place to start off this week with, you know, how I opened up the show is obviously talking about the MLB playoffs. And we have a couple interesting series going on. I would say the one in the American League is a lot more interesting than the one in the National League, uh, even though both games are currently in progress. But I guess we'll start out with the National League. So going, coming into the series, it was the, uh, the, the Atlanta Braves against the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers, I'm sure, were the heavy favorite just based on top to bottom, their rotation, their lineup, you know, offense, defense, all of that stuff. But clearly – Wait, wait, wait. Alex, sorry to interrupt, though. What? Who said the Braves were going to win that series? If you recall back to last podcast, okay. the, beats the, Marlins, the Dodgers the are the most dangerous team in the playoffs still. Do not get cocky yet. Whoever, whoever, no, whoever, no, beats, no, the Marlins, whoever beats the Marlins, World Series. That, that, is, that is a good shout. That is a good shout. But also Noah doesn't necessarily watch that much of the baseball – or hasn't watched that much of the baseball. He's watched, I so think, far. zero minutes and zero seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a pretty accurate thing. So, again – I think I saw a bat in uh, – what's it called? The Marlins-Braves series. Baseball is such a regional sport. And Noah it, it really is. cares about the Phillies. Yeah, and and despite you know despite Noah's pick, the Dodgers were heavy favorites coming in. Obviously, other things have happened. That uh, uh, the Braves are currently up three one in that series. They can close it out. And game can five explain tonight. Me, please, what the hell happens to Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs? I, I don't know, honestly. I think, but that happens with some players where it's just like in the regular season Speaking they're on one low. Yeah, it's I, I I don't know. Different things happen in different. It, it's just really, really interesting is the is the best way to describe it. I mean, no, I'm not going to say well, that. He's I'm, not as dominant as he used to be anyway. So I yeah, feel like, but still, even when he was dominant in the playoffs, he wasn't he, the, he he wasn't the same very pitcher as he was Like, season. he would have been an all-star easily if this yeah. was. Yeah, but he's not old Clayton Kershaw. It's, the, no, it's not that long. No, pitcher. yeah, he's yeah. Clayton Kershaw is still a really good pitcher. I, I don't know. He, he pitched five, like, really good innings, and then and – then, and then that was it. It's like poof, back into the pumpkin. Well, you gotta think of it. Who's it on? Just saying. It's uh, he could if he gave you five good innings, maybe take him out a little bit earlier or have a short lease. They Just need, they need David Price. They'll try again next year with David Price. That's true. David yeah. Price. David Price has been pretty good in the playoffs. I'm not gonna lie about that. With the Rays, and I mean, not that good. I'm looking it up right now. It's your Rays 462. So I, I don't know if I was are we saying. talking about Price or are we talking about Kershaw? Price. Are we talking about postseason ERA in total? Yeah. He's had good and starts. Like, in the, he's had good starts in the playoffs. I mean, he's up until now he's been an American League pitcher his whole career, but uh, he's gotten better as each round goes on. Like in the ALDS, he's horrible. He's one and eight with a five sixty three ERA. That's not. But good. I mean, and then in the ALCS, he's two and one with the four with a four ten ERA, and in the World Series, he's two and zero with the two twelve ERA. So I don't know. Maybe it just takes him a while to get comfortable in the playoffs. I guess. Yeah, I guess it all depends. But I mean, the Braves pitching has shown up, even though their pitching is depleted from what it used to be to start this season. Uh, Ian Anderson still really good. I mean, obviously Max Freed. Yeah, Freed looked really good. I mean, they've like they've had their guys pitch and they've had their guys hit 
And even though the I mean the Dodgers made a statement in game four, I'm not gonna lie, the Dodgers made there a huge statement. There might not statement. be a more exciting player in baseball than Ronald Acuna Jr. I agree. Acuna is in the dugout too. I don't know if you saw that picture on Twitter, but it was basically of him. I think he literally jumped so high that he jumped over, like he cleared the dugout like railing mm-hmm. after a home run or something like that. Or maybe it was just maybe it was just him jumping like he had gotten out and then he jumped. But I, like I know Ozzy Albies signed the contract extension. Did, did Acuna ever sign one? I don't know if he's signed one yet, but I, don't I mean, so. I know that Albies hit two last game. In game five, he hit – no, no. Game three was the game that the that the Dodgers went all crazy off of, but in game four, Albies hit two, and uh, I think they I won 8-2. I, I have to look it up. I'm not sure, but I think I saw – Yeah, he signed there. a contract, yeah. He signed Eight a contract. years on a mill. Okay. He, he signed that uh, like uh, five, six months ago. Okay. He's no Phil Gosselin. Get okay. yeah, sorry, on. he's no Phil Gosselin. I see it's maximum. Yeah, I see. Okay, I see it's maximum 10 years, 120. It's, those contracts don't always work out well, no, just saying. Contract is eight years, 100 mil. Yeah, okay. Yeah, People so, love to say when those, like, contracts for rookies, sorry to interrupt Alex, but, like, when those contracts for, like, second-year players are great I, I, or rookies. I like- contract they do not always work out (laughs) no i no i think that i think that eight years 100 mil for acuna is a really good contract yeah that's not even that i mean that's a lot of money it's it's similar to the longoria deal when the rays signed him to a long-term extension like like Like, even if he's not as good like that's still not bad but that's the thing though you got it's a lot of no but no but they got him they got him at a low rate no no trust me people are going to start saying that he's uh, going to be underpaid in the next few years, just just well, yeah. based on where his that's, extension is. That's uh, something you can that could possibly happen because you're buying out many years to have arbitration and stuff like that and club control to get give him a little bit more money so he signs a deal. What happens if he gets injured? What happens if it goes downhill? I've seen can this I, multiple times with players. Like, can I give look a at Dub Herrera? A, a great. It seemed like a great sign at the time. Now he, he hasn't played baseball for yeah. a year and a half. I know he's domestic I, I know it's things, but, but uh, players yeah. can fall off. It's, it's a good even deal. Even if they though. seem you do great. that contract 100 times out of 100 times if you're that team. I'm just saying, you got, don't always love those long contracts to younger players. Stuff happens. Like, look at Yasiel Puig. Imagine if the Dodgers gave him like a 10-year deal. Like that could, it could go south fast. I mean, I mean, I mean, things talented. could have changed. Th- honestly, things could have changed with Puig. He did. Things were weird with him. Uh, same thing. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys talked about Cespedes, but Cespedes really, really, he's been kind of all over the place uh, when it came to that. So I mean, it is what is legendary Jason. Jason you, His legendary stories. Oh yeah, I, I wanted to give a shout out. Who do you want to give a shout out to? Does anybody know who James Wiley is? No. No. I've heard that name before. You've definitely not heard that name. I've definitely heard that name before. I don't know why I've heard it, but I heard it. <laughs> Unless you read like an article or something that I'm reading or something. I don't think you've heard his name. But anyway, James Wiley. <laughs> I want to just give my condolences to James Wiley. He's a Braves fan. And the last he attended game five of the NLDS last year when the Braves allowed 10 runs in the first inning to the Cardinals. Then he attends his first baseball game since then on for game three, and the Dodgers score 11 runs. No. He went to both of those games? <laughs> and now the fans, the, the Braves fans, told him not to attend game four, so he sold his ticket to game four. Wow. Uh, I, I just looked up know. the name. 
I don't even know James how to react Wiley. to that. I'm just saying, if you look up the name James Wiley, it's a it's involved like a, it's like a triple homicide and stuff as well. So not yeah, the well, name that's not the thing great. that we're focusing on. No, I'm just we're, saying. We're, yeah, it's, let's not it's focus bad on the triple. No, I'm not. No, please don't focus on the triple homicide part. Google says the last two it. games that he's attended, his team has allowed 21 runs. That's basically a homicide. That's no, it's not. Can we? Okay, okay. I think we're done talking about Dodgers Braves for the time being, which leads us to. Oh my God! I don't even know how to describe how I'm feeling right hey, now. Hey, I you wo- can be happy. Why? They did something good. They, the Astros had the bases loaded with their, some of their sluggers up, with no one out in the eighth inning, and no one got. Uh, okay, well, that's I guess a good thing. But of course, of course, we are talking about the Rays and the Astros. Uh, for those that don't know, the Rays went up 3-0 in that series. They proceeded to lose the next two games, including game five on a walk-off home run from Carlos Correa in the ninth inning off, off uh, if you want to call him a closer, Rays reliever Nick Anderson. And they are currently up 7-2 in the going into the bottom of the eighth inning. I will say Noah did bet on the Rays in this game. And as we've seen before, when Noah bets on one team, they tend to lose. So it seems um, like so far I'm like five for five with that in the, yeah, in the playoffs. It seems hence well here wait did you also I didn't bet game five I did not you did? Bet game okay five. so you only, only bet game tonight. six okay yeah I did um, it for the uh, last two games in the Yankees race series. I think so. you said last night you bet no 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 no, no. I didn't place a bet okay no. so so we will see what happens with that because uh, I mean this game isn't over but it sure feels like it's over. Um, and it does look like Game Seven is going to happen. This was the fourth time in LCS history that a a team has won the next two games after being down 3-0. The other three examples of that, uh, two of those teams ended up losing: the Braves in 1998 and the Mets in 1999. They lost in six games, and of course, the other occurrence being the Boston Red Sox defeating the New York Yankees in a seven-game series, reverse sweeping them, winning the next four. Uh, going on to win their Is first. Is that's the only time it's gone seven after team was up? Yeah, three? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time as okay, of right now just, that it's gone seven. Was four? So the other two – so this is the fourth time that a team has forced a game six after being down 3-0. The other two examples yeah. were the Braves in 98 and the Mets in 99, and they both lost in six. The other – obviously the, the third one was the Red Sox reverse sweeping the Yankees and then going on to sweep the St. Louis Cardinals to win yeah. their first – title in, in, in 86 years. So um, you're saying uh, the Braves going to be swept in the World Series? I don't you – know, like, I can neither confirm nor deny that. By the Astros at this point? Um, I, I'm no, honestly, I was really getting on my nerves. I just no, don't know. The way that I would best describe what I'm watching right no, now is, is that – so the, the Rays, you know, for people that don't know, the Rays rely heavily on their pitching, and they've relied heavily on their defense this entire series. Their hitting hasn't necessarily been great, and it's definitely shown their best hitters aren't hitting. And they're getting contributions from players like Randy Rosarena, which has been awesome to see. But if you're relying on guys like Randy Rosarena in order to win a series, that's not going to win you a series, unfortunately, because, again, he's, he's been really good this series. But they need contributions up and down the lineup. If you look at how the Astros lineup has been this postseason, it's been clicking on all cylinders. Altuve – Springer, Bregman, Correa, Brantley, Kyle Tucker. Like, they have a very balanced lineup, and they have a lot of good hitters in that lineup. And the Rays pitching, their bullpen has been used up so much, and they're used to being used up so much, that 
they might be hitting their wits end right now. And they might be hitting that, you know, that threshold, that cusp before everything just falls apart. What do you think? What do you think's going through their heads right now? And like, what's their mental space like? They keep saying that they're fine, but I like. But what about uh, after no. this one? After oh, this one. Oh, oh, after this one, it's going to be panic. But like if you right think now, about they, it, going into. Go, like well, going they into game. Out there panicking. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, going into game four. I mean, it's, it's hard not to think about the fact of, hey, we're one win away from the World Series. Like, that none of those guys on that team, to my knowledge, have been to a World Series before. I could be wrong, and there might be one or two of. Oh, Charlie Morton is yeah. the only guy that I can it, that I know for a fact has been to a World Series and has won a World Series. But other than that, I don't know if any guy on that team has been to a World. I think Mike Zunino might have gone to the College World Series, and I know Brandon Lau went to an NCAA Super Regional. I think Zunino did. Yeah. Yeah, the but, one right. I think they might have, but I, I mean, think, like, I feel like one year they like beat South Carolina and one year they lost or something. But so. even that, I mean, that's the college world series and the super regional. That's not the world series. And Noah, maybe he is a spy, but he's probably going to be <laughs> pitching game seven tomorrow. So it'll be really, he started, in, game, if, he started game four, game four for them. Glass now started. And who was game five? Game five was John Curtis to start. And then they brought in Fleming and then it was kind of just bullpen. Oh, and you want him to start. I wanted Fleming to start, and then he, well. he – no, he didn't really do that well. I thought he was going to do a lot better, but he kind of choked after that After that first inning he came in. Sometimes I, will, I wonder what these, like, opener things, and you put, like, a starter guy in, like, well, in the second inning or something. Okay, like, the they inning, have like, shown that the opener works. They, they have shown the opener works before. I will say that. They, they have shown that the opener has worked successfully over time, but – so right now, I think what they've done in terms of rotation. So you don't Snell think went game. Some guys though, like just do better when they just get the ball right from the get go and get to the get. Oh no, a hundred percent. I honestly think that I honestly think that Yarborough is better if he has an opener in front of him because he showed that last year and the year before, or at, at least last year, that he's been good after like a guy comes in in the first inning. It's it's really really it's weird. And I can't. You said we're pitch game seven. Well, I mean, he's. I would assume so before. because I I, I, w- I would assume so because Snell pitched game one and game six. Glasnow pitched game four. Like I said, Curtis and Fleming started out game five, and then in game three it was Morton. Or in no, three, no, was, yeah. no. Game three was not Morton. It was game two was Morton. Game three was Yarborough to start. So that means Morton has pitched. Started? Yeah, Yarborough started. So basically, Morton hasn't pitched since game two. Okay. So Morton hasn't pitched since game two, so which he's would on make full me... rest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he's on full rest. I have no idea who we're gonna throw out there. They're not gonna throw out Granky because Granky no. pitched in game five. Did he pitch in five or did he pitch Wait, in four? Four. I th- I thought he pitched four. in four. Four. He yeah, pitched yeah, in four, four, which means that that would be two days of rest for him, basically, right? And he's older. He's not gonna do that. Yeah, he's older, but he might come in for a few innings, like Glass now did in game five of the ALDS. Yeah. I mean, everyone's available. Yeah, and then in game – so I'm trying to think who was their game two. McCullers was their game two. So they might go with McCullers to start. That's just it, – it, it's a possibility. I don't know if it's right? reality. What? I don't think he's been great this year. Well, I mean, the Rays kind of touched him up. But, like, he was – I think he retired, like, 15 or 16 guys in a row at one point. Like, like he, he looked good after that first inning where Margot hit the three-run bomb. He looked good the rest of the game. I don't know why Manuel Margot apparently is a home run header in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. And, and the other thing is, runs. so I will say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out to the people. I don't care if 
you know, you know, if it's because of the Noah betting thing, but I will say, so the day of game four, the afternoon of game four, I went on a walk because I usually go on a walk uh, just, just during the day. And, you know, it just helps me out. It keeps me healthy, all that good stuff. And as I was walking, I saw this beat up old Ford Crown Victoria car. So like, so like an old police car, basically, that was black. It had like a replaced I'm trying to think of the what's the what's the front of the car called? I can't even think of it. Hood or bumper? Yeah, yeah, hood. Sorry. Yeah, the hood of the car uh was looked like it was replaced. There was like a ring on the one side door from something like it it looked like it had been torched by some sort of like a flamethrower. It had like driven through through some sort of fire thing. Like it was not in good shape. And there was kind of a suspect person in the car. As I was walking by, the person then proceeded to pull out of that and then go into like three or four you, you parking. Just cut out. Yeah, oh, I know. Cutting out. Cutting out. I'm cutting. Okay. So basically, he went through like three or four parking lots as I was going by, and it was just really, really weird. Kind of threw me off my mojo. And now this has happened. So I'm gonna blame it on the car because creepy people, and also like, don't do that if you're like a normal person. Just, just don't start driving around like that because people are gonna start looking at you weirdly because no one just pulls into a parking lot of a vacant office building. Because oh, is, it, is that the one on Laurel Road? Yeah, that's the one that that's that's the one that's right the, near where the, the old is. American Water one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They yeah, pulled right. into the back of the parking lot and pulled basically behind where there was like a, a dumpster. It was kind of weird. Very, very weird. Very, very suspect is is the best yeah. way that I would describe it. It's I, like literally that. that's the only way that I can describe it. So it is what it is. But yeah, so that's I mean we'll see what happens. We'll update you on what's going on with this game so far. But um, at, yeah, at, the Rays just got two more runs at 7-4. Okay. So Astros the Rays are, trying to intimidate, I guess. It was Mando Margot just hit his second home run in two innings. So the Rays – so, again, Margot, home run hitter, as Jason has said, which is, you know, it is what it is. But the Rays are now down 7-4 in the eighth inning. So we will continue to update you as that goes. But we yeah, let's, are – Let's talk, though, about this hitting. I oh, mean, about where, the race hitting? Where, where has Brandon Lau been? He, I, mean, I know he had two home runs the one he's game. A streaky, he's a streaky hitter. Is that, no, he only hit one the, uh, in game five. But I thought he hit two. Okay. No, the best way that I would describe him is he's a streaky hitter. He, he, he showed that in September of this year. He gets hot and he gets cold. And when he gets cold, he gets cold. And when he gets hot, he gets hot. You know what I mean? Like there's two extreme ends to the spectrum there. And it's really showed in this game. Or I mean, not in this game, but in this postseason, because I think he's only like four or five for, for whatever it was. He's only like four or five for like forty something. Like it's like it's not good. In game four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he, he what just. What do you think about Meadows? You think he's healthy? No, Meadows hasn't looked the same since he got COVID at the beginning of the year. I know Freddie Freeman got COVID and is now like an MVP candidate, but he hasn't been the same player since he got COVID at the beginning of the year. It threw him off his game, and then he got injured again, and then he didn't get back from his injury, and he just wasn't the same. Like he he just wasn't the same person. That's the the easiest way to describe it is is that he wasn't the same person. All right, now I got another question. That's kind of no, you answer this too. It's kind of related to. Uh, this series, but it's kind of more like in general about baseball because, you know, the Yankees raised to finish their series and now there's this series and you know, most catchers around baseball don't hit so well. And like the race catchers have been okay. Like Zanino's had a couple of big hits like in the playoffs, but like, you know, catchers aren't like the best hitters. Like Zanino's not the best at that. But uh, do you think that catching, would you rather have a good defensive catcher or a good offensive catcher? Or like 
when, like when Gary Sanchez is actually not like the worst uh, batting average player in baseball, he's actually good. Would you rather have a good hitting catcher or a better defensive catcher? Because I think especially in the playoffs, you want a better defensive catcher. So it's nice that Sunino has been hitting a little bit for them. Hey, wait, hey, wait. Are you talking to me or are you talking to Noah? Uh, one of us first yeah. jump in. I'll jump in first, I yeah. guess. Just because I've seen like uh, good, like great defensive catchers in Real Muto and Ruiz. Mm-hmm. And one thing is, uh, so what if, you, if you're a good defensive catcher? If you get hot in the playoffs, you get hot in the playoffs. Teams with the players that are hitting, win. So it doesn't really matter if you have a good defensive catcher or not. As long as either the catch is at least providing the really good defense or a frame pitch as well and all that good stuff, or they're hitting. If they don't do both, then it's just garbage. You're saying it doesn't matter. Just do one. It doesn't matter. It just, it, as right, long, I'm, the, more on the, the I'm more on the page that I don't care if my catcher hits that much. I just want a good catcher that can call a good game, has a good uh, feel for the pitchers he's catching, and uh, can basically not allow many errors or pass balls or catchers interference, have a good arm. Just be a good defensive catcher. That's what I care about. I just want a catcher like Travis Darno, because like the Rays defense, had him and then they got rid of him. And he was like the best of both worlds. You. Defense helps you in the playoffs. It's so underrated in baseball, but defense is important. I mean, I mean, Zunino was a good defensive catcher, but yeah. how many how many pass balls has he had this game? Like four or five. This has been his worst game. No, oh, he's not looked good, and he's I don't hard game for him. But I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, baseball just, is a straight game, so sometimes your team gets hot. Sometimes like, it's the cold. Yankees, yeah, I'm like, I want them to get get rid of Gary Sanchez. I don't care if they're giving him away. No, for the catcher is the most underrated position to like be offensively good at. Like, if you have a good hitting catcher, then that's a big, big positive. Yep. Just in, in a general sense, if you have a good hitting Maybe catcher. Maybe the Rays can fix Gary Sanchez. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, 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 I don't know why they didn't give the money to Darno because Darno is clearly the best catcher. Offensive ca- – I'm going to say this. I think Travis Darno was the best offensive catcher that they've ever had. Travis like, Darno. This is what happened to Travis Darno. He was on the Mets, and he's like, oh, I'm a Met. I'm not supposed to be good. Then he goes somewhere else, and he's like, okay, I can be good now. No, I'm not even joking. Like, I honestly think that Darno is the best catcher that they've ever had. Like, like through all of the catchers that they could, because if you think about it, 08, they had Deonor Navarro. Like, they could have signed him if they wanted to. Like, yeah, two, yeah. he only got signed for eight mil a year. For yeah, yeah, he only got two years, sixteen mil. Like, for a good catcher, you pay that, even if you're like a bucket team. Yeah, no, that's it's it's annoying from my end. But yeah, so uh, Noah said, let's go on to the next topic. So we shall go on to. I told the next you, Noah's topic. a scrub. He's annoying me. And we will see what happens. So basically, uh, Noah's going to continue to test out his theory to see who right, will win we, in terms of betting. We just talk about Travis Fulton and the Eagles or whatever you want to no, talk no, about. No, 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 no. I don't want to talk about, about any of that. No, we're not going on to the no, NFL just yet. We're talking about college football, Jason. No, Come on. yeah, Jason, we're not going on to the NFL just yet. Yeah, also, I, no, that's, that's the only time Noah likes to talk is when he talks about the Sixers or the Eagles. We're, we're, we're gonna, I wasn't even mention Eagles or Sixers. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into football, and if we want to talk a little bit about basketball, we can talk about basketball. Daryl Morey, big news. Yeah, 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 so we can talk about that. But I did want to mention Daryl Morey, what? Daryl Morey stepped down as the – he didn't get fired. He stepped down as the he Rockets. He resigned, yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. looking for different opportunities. Yeah. Well, he's, I heard that on the – all right, let's get into this later. Just yeah, so um, I did want to talk about uh, – well, and, and also uh, we will see how, you know, how much Noah's theories will be tested in terms of him betting because, um, you know, it, we, we, we've seen the proof. The, uh, the proof is in the pudding so far. But 
I do want to talk about some college football and I guess just, uh, you know, I guess we can talk about football in general, just sports in general. But for those that haven't seen a bunch of big college football games have been postponed this week. I know Cincinnati and Tulsa was postponed. Florida was postponed or the Florida LSU game is postponed. Mizzou, that game was postponed. Uh, Alabama head coach, Nick Saban, national championship winning head coach, Nick Saban, who couldn't coach in the NFL. He tested positive. I know Noah told me that he tested negative today. But um, so also, test him again and see if he keeps on testing negative. Yeah, but know. still, but no still, protocol. big big news that even he tested positive for it at all. Like just just big news in a general sense. And it's just uh, and uh, I think Oklahoma State and Baylor was another one that was postponed as a result of this. And I know games in the NFL have been postponed due to teams getting COVID and players getting COVID, and it's still a big thing. And I'm just. For you guys, as as you've seen uh, this this kind of play out, I guess with football more than anything, do we think that football is possibly the sport that will cause any sort of you know that like there is a possibility that the season could get canceled and or postponed and or stopped due to just the style of play and, and I mean like it's it's full contact compared to I mean, maybe it's not you know basketball and hockey can be considered similar, but I think football is a different animal in that. So is, is football suffering due to the kind of sport that it is when it comes to contracting COVID cases? I would say no. For one, for college football, I got a bunch of kids, so they're going to get COVID. They're gonna, it's unfortunate, but people get reckless, especially when they're young. And dumb, basically, not to call everyone dumb, those people are responsible, but young and dumb, People do dumb things, and you get exposed to stuff that you shouldn't put your whole team at risk. Uh, that could happen anywhere with any uh, team and so on. It's how, if one person gets sick, it can spread on, given the protocols and all that stuff, no matter what. And the close contact doesn't really change with every sport. It's kind of close contact. Hockey is, uh, basketball, baseball, you can even make arguments to clubhouse or people training. You can always make arguments that people are going to be in close contact somehow. Like, no matter what, people can always be close to each other, even if it's not on the field. And basically, besides that, it's just pop-up cases. Like in the NFL, for instance, we've only seen one real outbreak, and that was the Titans, and they kind of were dumb about it, and they're getting investigated by the NFL. And besides that, it's just the Patriots, they have signal cases, but no one else has really had a widespread uh, thing where the whole team has been affected in the NFL. I would follow that a lot more. And then college football, where those rush restrictions, again, these are college students, they're not professionals. I know that's a big thing that college football, the NCAA is probably hasn't said they're not professionals because any hope for it to not give them as much money as they deserve. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're not professionals. So there's, it's, it's just different. I don't see a big deal with the college football COVID cases. We saw this coming. It's not a professional sport, so oh well. Jason, I was curious to ask you this, and, and Noah, you can respond on this too. Is the fact of the rosters in football and the fact of, you know, like essentially teams and organizations being – there being a lot more people in that, is that playing a role at all, do you think? I think that's the biggest role. I think that's the biggest drama. I think, I think it being a contact sport and there being more people on the field at the time and in close proximity to each other play some sort of role, but I think it's more of what you're saying. Uh, it's more of it's more of in the clubhouse. I think as uh, what we've seen for the most part is the opponents that these teams play haven't really 
gotten it as bad as the teams themselves. Like it's kind of been transmitting through the organizations or the college or whatever, but not so much from team to team. Okay, definitely. Noah, Noah, how do you feel about that? Or what are your, what are your opinions about that? Well, when you have large rosters, it makes it a lot harder, one, to do a bubble. makes it Because it's also hard to say, yo, you can't be with your family for like six months versus like with the NBA and uh, NHL did, where it's like, oh, you can't see your family for like two, three months, stuff like that. But for uh, like the large rosters, of course, someone can get it, go home with mm. their families. It, it can happen. But what we're not really seeing is big outbreaks anyway. The only big outbreak again was the Titans. The Patriots have been seems like every like three four days one person tests positive, mm-hmm. but it's never like uh, one of those like scary scary things where everyone where it was like Titans like four people test positive, five people this day, one person this day, and so on. Like I don't think it's uh, one of those big uh, scares even with the roster size because it's big facilities anywhere. Baseball you're gonna have big uh, normally would have a big crew there. Uh, same thing with basketball. You're going to have all the trainers. You're going to have all the coaches, all the staff, and all that stuff. So there's always going to be a large amount of people wherever you go. So even though the football size, football team roster is uh, 53, it might be a little larger this year because of the COVID expansion and all that stuff. And the practice squad might make it to like the high 60s, maybe or low 70s. But it's one of those things where it's not going to change the change where people get COVID. It's just going to happen case by case. An individual gets it. Maybe it's special person, maybe it doesn't, but it doesn't matter the roster size. So we will see. Um, I think great discussion from all of you guys. We will see what happens and how everything was shapes out as the. Or was he actually COVID? Who? Say then, like, did he actually have it, or was he? Or or was it a false positive? Yeah, I think if if he tested negative, it would be false positive. I I just saw on my phone like a like a Twitter thing that he was okay. negative now, so they're seeing his availability for Saturday. All right. So we, again, we will, uh, great discussion from everyone on this. We will kind of monitor things as the season shapes out and as the season continues to go. Uh, I do want to quickly, so there is a little bit of NBA stuff to quickly talk about. I know Daryl Morey, who is the GM of the Rockets. Uh, hey, hey, also LeBron James, shout out to the King. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the, you know, I, I mentioned that at the beginning of, of, of the last episode, but yeah, shout out to the Lakers and shout out to LeBron. Uh, LeBron won his fourth title, Lakers, 17th title overall as a franchise. So shout out to them. But I know that Maury, Jer- Daryl Morey, GM for the Rockets, just resigned as GM. And I know that the uh, Tyron Lou just signed a deal as the new head coach or to become the new head coach of the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. Or has that been finalized yet? Noah, I need you. It has been finalized. Okay, okay so. He's so, the coach of the Clippers. So okay, so Tyron Lue is going to be the new head coach of the Clippers. And then I know that there were a couple things that the Sixers were doing in terms of bringing in personnel. So I don't know if you know more. I don't know as much about it. And Noah, you're more of the Sixers insider. So what were some of the moves that they made? And then we can go into the Maury news. Wait, for who? For the Sixers. I know they brought in a couple people. Uh, well, besides, I, I don't know. If they signed Doc Rivers, of yeah. course. And they got David Yoger or Yoger or whatever. I butchered his name so much, but he was the Grizzlies head coach and Kings head coach. He doesn't have the. He's not a pleaser. He okay. uh, players don't tend to like him after time. Buddy Heel didn't like him, uh, and Ben Simmons apparently has a beef with him. But he's uh, apparently a pretty good coach, help with development. You can see the difference with Luke Walton this year with the Kings. How the Kings kind of stagnated when the year before they showed a lot of promise even though he grates on his players maybe having a 
presence like Doc, who can, uh, who's good at, I won't say great at managing personality, yeah. but he has uh, such a, a presence where someone, he kind of say, just Jaeger, shut up. Don't do this. Don't be such a, you know. Yeah. So. Well, that's interesting uh, that they would bring in someone like that, a coach off- who isn't necessarily liked by players. Like, like, I don't know, because I know that there were talked, um, there was talk that the Sixers might want to try to get healed. But if they brought in this guy and Heald doesn't like him, then that's not really going to help out their chances of wanting to bring Heald to Philly, for example. I don't yes. know. I don't and, know how you feel about uh, that. This is a, well, this is also, uh, again, it's people overhype the importance of a, a assistant coaches on a team. And I don't think it's going to make or break someone signing with a team unless if it's like LeBron James. Yeah, that's like, There's only so many players that have say like that. Buddy Heald is not going to care that his former head coach is assistant coach when he's still getting paid over twenty million a year and he's on a good team and playing, giving him minutes. That's yeah, what Buddy Heald cares about. As long as the team's doing well, people will be happy. When the team goes south, that's when people get mad and they get yeah. angry and all of that stuff. Another important thing is the Sixers did make a couple of front office changes. So I okay. know uh, Jason's going to come in a little bit later with maybe a rumor about Maury to the Sixers, but they did all add – Two executives. Uh, one was from uh, the Pacers, and another was the director, uh, former uh, scout director for the Magic. Okay. Uh, the both going to serve as one was the vice not president like, of basketball operations. Not like crazy be, big teams. I mean, the Pacers got close to reaching the finals, and the Magic. The Pacers have been run well recently. Under, the Magic under, have been okay, was, but like they're kind of that, like you know, like that fringe playoff team, basically being like a sub-500 team that gets in because it's a 16-team playoff format in the NBA. Yeah, and this news has also been announced after uh, uh, Daryl Morey resigning. So I don't know how much that's going to, like, relate with Morey because I assume if the Sixers were going after Morey seriously, they would uh, not start adding players or people for it to be, like, vice president of player development or vice president of basketball operations, which they did. Yeah. I think it's more uh, Joshua Harris saying, Elton Brand, I'm going to keep him for the year, at least a year, see what he can do. And mm-hmm. uh, we're adding other people in there. Kevin Pritchard has had success in uh, the Pacers, but we'll see if he has the role because the roles are not definite. Maybe this is just pull a fast one and say, sorry, E.D., you're fired. If Maury wants to go to the Sixers, Maury's that type of GM. He's that good, but who knows? I don't know if Maury would want to be have the drama of like uh, Philadelphia. But there is some front office shake up that should be big for this offseason because the Sixers got some moves coming. Uh, other teams like the Clippers, there's some drama with uh, how people said Kawhi Leonard's low treatment and how he's a star and stuff like that. Something to monitor. You might have the Rockets blowing it up potentially after Maury uh, left. Because <laughs> he's hard to replace, and besides that, just got a monitor the news. Anthony Davis is resigning the Lakers probably, and so on. But just got it's pretty quiet now. Nothing really going to change besides Maury, who's a top like tier GM in basketball, resigning. That probably means well for Masiri Yuri, uh, the GM of and president of the Raptors, because he can maybe uh, spin that into more landing opportunities potentially in Houston, New York, or maybe even the Clippers, the Pedman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do want to announce um, uh, Noah it clearly hates me as a human being. 
the Astros beat the Rays 7-4 tonight and uh, to force a game seven, only the, only the second time in uh, baseball history that's happened. And the Braves are currently leading the Dodgers 2-0 in the, in the top of the third inning. Um, Again, don't know why Noah picked against the Rays, considering that he picked the Rays to win the World Series. So sevens are great. Don't really understand the the logic with that pick. I I mean, I guess Noah just likes to be a cynical human being, and he'll probably end up picking the Rays again tomorrow, and they'll lose it because Noah's again a cynical human being and going against what he wanted in the beginning. So weird, Alex. But- what? You can post my uh, bet slip on those on the sports lock no, thing no. to say if fate decides it. No, I'm I'll not send the thing I know that if I'll, the Astros win the World Series, we're gonna have need to have a serious conversation about whether it's legit or not because they're a 29 win team. No, 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 no. You cannot say World Series is not legit if a team is under 500. Those are the rules. You play by the rules. I'm Whoever just, wins right. is a legit champion. Well, that, is that is true. That is true. Don't be bitter about the Astros champion, But it might, I don't think it would be as good. But all right, we'll talk about that. No, it's not, gonna, it's not going to look as good for baseball because, A, what happened in the offseason with the Astros. And it's, it's essentially, I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing. It's essentially like, Oh, Major League, a lot of people think that the punishments handed down by Major League Baseball weren't harsh enough. They, I'm sure people think that there should have been some player <laughs> suspensions or something like that. And now after they kind of slept walk through the season and are now forcing a game seven and could possibly make it to the World Series now because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an elimination game for both teams. It's a winner-take all game seven. Well, let's hope I'm just saying if – they, it's on the other teams for not winning. Astros, they have to go and physically win. They're putting in all. You can't discount that. No matter what might have happened in the past, this has been a legit season. Uh, I mean, there's no point to get into it right now. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's just, just – it's, Again, no. If a team wins the championship, no matter what the record is, a team can win the, NF, the Super Bowl 7-9, 6-10. That might even happen in the NFC East this year. So, I think like, it's legitimate, but I think it's delegitimate. It doesn't help out baseball, I can say that. Uh, I mean, like, maybe it does because there'll be some sort of, like, a supervillain. You know, you know, like, that team. Like, the Yankees won't be that team anymore. But yeah, also, but it's going to make it even worse now if that happens. I'll concede this. They'll, they would be the worst team in baseball history probably win a World Series. I'll concede that. Yeah, the worst, they, well, well, the worst team right now, and to I, I my really knowledge, is the 2006. I really hope the rumors aren't true and they don't keep an 18 playoff because it's just ridiculous. I think yeah. I like that, though. But also, you got to think, though, baseball is usually like 162 games. Like under 500 teams in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I, it's, it's 60 games. The, the Nationals were under 500 for a good portion to be in the season yeah, last year. But, so. Yeah, but they finished it out. Like, it wasn't a 60-game season last year. It was an 162-game season. And they finished with, I think they had like 88 what? wins, which There's is pretty respectable. There's barely any importance put on winning a division. More teams in the playoffs is a good thing. That's my opinion. I'm always going to stand by it. I'm never. I, I, I don't think that. I, I do think that the worst team to. I'm, I could be 100% wrong, but I do think worse. that the worst. What? The 06 Cardinals? Yeah, I think it's the 06 Cardinals because they went 83 and 79. I think, I think I'm right with that. But I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Also, like, if I'm sure they were the wild card team that year, and if like every team in the National League that wasn't them was worse than that, that's a really bad rest of the National League. Like, think about that. If the wild card team went 83 and 79, that means that every team was basically 
almost at 500 or worse than 500. There's usually a couple teams that are above 500 that are in the wild card race every year. But to have that bad of a crop of teams in the NL that weren't the division winners is not even worth it. Indeed, yeah. And also, yeah, I would, one last thing I want to say is just uh, there's a lot of scapegoatism too. If you add more teams, like a team might, someone might be better. That's like your team wins. Let's say you are a hundred win team and you lose to an eighty one win team. Like, of course you can be bitter, but like that's your hundred win team's fault. You play whoever you play. You can't be bitter because you lost to an eighty one team. You say shouldn't be in the playoffs. That or is they true. Beat you. Live up. Just I, live I, up. I think there's a lot of sides to this. No, no, I just don't get why Noah's betting against the team that he picked to win the World Series. That's just the thing that. that I would, all right, seven, moving I on. Yeah, moving but that, but but that's fine. We are going to be moving on. Well, let's spend like five minutes or or less on Daryl Morey, and then we can go to. No, no, we just talked about Morey for a little. We talked about Morey. Yeah, but you didn't mention what I wanted to say. Oh, what did you want to say? You have to speak up, Jason. Come on, Jason. No, no, what did you want to talk about? Save the best for last, my friends. Um, so I haven't heard. All right, so I haven't. What I heard today, and I wish I remembered the source, but I can't at the moment. But I heard on the radio that uh, Daryl Morey basically. He's, he's going to take some time off from the NBA. He doesn't want to jump into any job right away. He might want to do something again in the NBA someday, but not right now. He wants to take some time away from the game. I think I heard that he has like some college-aged kids that are taking a gap year because of the pandemic, and I think he just kind of wants to step back from the sport for a little bit before getting back into it. So basically that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, that shout out it. for the job he's done in Houston. Also, he was a really good he's GM good. there. Anthony gives two big thumbs down. But that's my story for another day. Yeah, but we so so to finish this off, we're going to obviously mention talk a little bit about the NFL. We are going to get into our week six picks. But before then, if there's any news around the league that you guys want to talk about, because I haven't really followed the league as in depth as I have with other things. Uh, with other sports, but if there's any, you know, specific topics or stories that you guys want to mention, uh, we can talk about that now and then get into our picks. Yeah, I do want to mention uh, the firing of uh, what's his name, Dan Quinn, for the. Like, oh the yeah, that's true. The firing of him and the GM. They both got they yeah, they GM. both. Uh, yeah, Thomas Dimitrov has been there for yeah, years. Not a good look for the Falcons. Think about this. They were how close were they to the Super Bowl? Uh, to win, they were three in the third quarter. Twenty-three in the third quarter in, in the Super Bowl, well on their way to a championship. What what year was that? Was that 2017, 2018? Uh, it might have been twenty seventeen, I think, because twenty eighteen was the Eagles' year. Yeah, twenty seventeen. That was also the same season, twenty seventeen Super Bowl. Yeah, so that was also the same year that the Jaguars should have made the Super Bowl, but then choked. No, like no, that was the Eagles' year. The Jags was the Eagles. Year. Oh, the Jags was the Eagles' year. Well, yeah, well, Eagles should have played the Jags, the Jags until the Doug Marone took his foot off the pedal. Yeah, Jags <laughs> choked. <laughs> the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles almost. It's funny, too, because when you think about the Falcons, they almost beat the Eagles. They're they probably the closest team to beating the Eagles. Oh, the playoffs funny apart, the Eagles should have lost that game against the Falcons because it was oh. 100% pass interference. Oh, my God. There were so many people. Jalen Mills. That was – yeah, like, it, was, it was clear. Like it wasn't as bad as – It wasn't as bad as the Rams game. They tried to pass and, like, they didn't get it to Julio or something. Or, yeah. They did, yeah, like, well, an end zone so thing like to end the game. No, but, no, it wasn't as bad as, like, the Rams-Saints thing, but it was a P.I. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> we just like shut the ass. Yeah, so, no, like, it, it wasn't it was, that, it was but a, it was it was a blatant pass interference. It was really like, bad. They got so lucky with but that that the ref didn't call. What anything. I want to mention though with the Falcons, I'm gonna find this. I find this pretty interesting. Is coaches who kind of lose in the Super Bowl, we kind of like, if they don't balance back the next year or two, they kind they of fall, fall off. off pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering about. Kyle Shanahan, because the Chiefs are going to start coming in with the injured defense, the injured oh, offense, really blah, 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 blah. Julio, eventually... Julio's still dealing with a hamstring injury, right? Uh, well, what about McVay? Because he had a kind of a bad year last yes, year. That's why I'm getting to McVay as well. These hot shot coaches, you see, they've done a great job, but what happens when it starts to go downhill, when you don't win? Like, I still think McVay's a good coach, though. do you give? The guy might be considered a good coach, but what's the least you get? Because Dan Quinn, he got a lot of leeway. And the Falcons ruined, uh, just basically gave away a title window multiple years where they could have been a title contender. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they also gave away a title window with Mike Smith, though, because those teams with Matt Ryan and Michael Turner and Roddy White and all those guys are good, too. Yeah, the Falcons haven't had – I mean, they haven't won a – they haven't won a Super Bowl, have they? They've never won a Super Bowl so. in their history. No. I mean, I mean, think of like the years that they've gotten close. I mean, like, I mean, like when they had Michael Vick as their QB. Even, even now, the two, you know, the two eras, if you want to talk about it, mini eras, and just haven't. Yeah, Ryan's led a couple good Falcons teams, but they've never been. They've never been really a good playoff team except the one time they made. Atlanta, the playoffs, so. Atlanta sports is a really, really strange thing when you think about Atlanta sports as a whole. I mean, like, okay. Uh, Leaving out soccer because Atlanta United was good, won one MLS Cup, went to the final the first two years, won it the second year, and then they've kind of fallen off. But that was also because they their best player uh, transferred to Atlanta. It, 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 but but like aside from soccer, like like they're the only city in the history of sports yeah. to have lost two different NHL teams. Like Atlanta and the Thrashers <laughs> both don't exist. What? Uh, uh, the Flames and the Thrashers, mm-hmm. where teams in the NHL don't exist anymore. The Hawks. It's not good for Atlanta. <laughs> no, it, I mean, like, the, the Braves are the only good thing right now. And, like, yeah, even they, how many times did they choke in the playoffs over the last Yeah, yeah they won. Hey, they still got college football. Straight division. To, UG, yeah, UGA is and stuff has, like, been. No, there. but that's not Atlanta. Georgia they Tech is Atlanta. Didn't they, blow the, didn't they blow the national championship? Uh, technically, but I mean, also Tua made a really good throw on that play and in then, the fourth. And then, in OT. And but then like, the Hawks never do anything. Yeah, yeah, no, the Hawks were, were good for a few years, had a really good team, won 60 games, and just didn't do anything. Even when the Braves even when the Braves won 14 straight division titles or whatever it was, they only won one World Series in that span. Again, I don't I don't blame that. I don't think it's a it's a weird coincidence that, that they've been happened. very unlucky. But like it they only went to two, I think. Been to, I think Andy I think Jones. they've only been to two or three because I they they didn't. They haven't been to one in the two thousands, to my knowledge. They haven't been to one since the new millennium. They haven't been to a World Series. Yeah, I think ninety nine was the last one. No, I didn't. No, they didn't go in nine. I think it was ninety. Was it ninety nine? Ninety six. I thought they were ninety six and ninety nine. I thought. Oh well, then that happened. I think, I think the Yankees beat them in ninety six, ninety nine. The Yankees beat the Padres in ninety eight, and the Mets in two thousand. Okay, and then they didn't win in ninety seven because the Marlins did. Because because baseball's weird, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no, yeah, Atlanta made five pennants with uh, Bobby Cox as their manager, yeah, Atlanta and they won one. 
Well, they well they might win What's another yours? one. So I mean, I mean, they might go to the. I mean, they might win the pennant tonight. Oh, they're sweeping every team now. What's what, the, what, can well, have, what wins well, out? Well, what's the series? Uh, what's the score of the game right now? Just do nothing. Bottom of third, runners on first and second, no one out for the. Okay, break. so they really Wait. haven't done much, but. Real quick though, what wins out? Beating the Marlins or coming back 3-0 in the World Series if it's Astros Braves? Oh no, coming, no coming back 3-0. Coming back 3-0 is so much better because coming back 3-0 in the World Series is like a whole nother thing. Beating playoff Marlins. Coming back 3-0 is coming, coming back 3-0 is better than 20. I don't think any sport, any championship has like in the championship round, I don't think anyone's been no. Yeah. No, it's only been I think the closest one was baseball in the LCS. I know in hockey it's happened. I don't know if it's happened. I know yeah, it's I happened. The conference finals. Well, the Flyers did it in the semifinals. I know that. They didn't do it in the first yeah, round. They, they did it in the that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that the basketball, that, I don't think it's ever happened, has it? Yeah, just like I guess like No, if, not basketball. If you want to consider this like the conference finals for baseball, like 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 the conference finals for any sport is is the is the furthest that a 3-0 comeback has ever happened. So, but that's the Nuggets for doing it twice. <laughs> oh, I just thought of something. The no, best they went no three one, not three zero. No three one, not three zero. Any like sports thing in Georgia has? I mean, I'm not even like a golf fan, but it's got to be the Masters <laughs> because that's like the only thing. Where but like, when's have, the like, constantly yeah. good in Georgia? I'm trying to think. Well, uh, good enough Georgia talk. Yeah, but We're yeah, Georgia too much credit right now. Yeah, so too much screen time. Okay, so okay, so what other things in football are? I mean, uh, Bill O'Brien. Okay, football. Yeah, got sacked. He's, well, yeah, he's we talked about that before. He's done so. Uh, we got the Jets. Oh, Jets released Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell immediately. Oh yeah, that was a that was Adam a huge move. Yeah, Adam Gase when is Ad, still yeah. there, which doesn't make any when sense. He, yeah, the, when asked the, about the, if he misutilized the most one game this year. Wait, what, Jason? The Jets definitely at the most are only winning one game this year. Why did Why did Washington bench Haskins? I'm I'm really well, Haskins really... is not. They don't. If you're not in to Haskins, why play him? That it just came to that. It's just not. He well, also also shout out player. to Alex. Also shout out to Alex Smith for like yeah. literally shattering yes. his leg and then playing a game in the NFL. Well, he he almost died. Yeah, yeah, he, did it he was tied. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really bad. But I just play. like, but like, my thing is, is that like, if if Haskins is supposed to be a QB of the future, then why aren't you playing him? Well, he's not a QB of the future. They gave up on him. The plug has been pulled. Really what, already? No, no, the plug's pulled. Don't done with him. If, you, if we uh, talked, uh, they they literally show, had. He would, he would agree. It's I don't understand the plug's been pulled. at all. They, I know, but they, I know, but they literally had him for two years. His play hasn't even been that bad. You know, yes. When you watch him, he just—he did not look. Right? He looks—he just did not look like NFL. Well, like I said, Ohio State quarterbacks don't translate into the NFL. Also, I do want to say uh, two quick things, real quick. One, Adam Gaze's uh, comments to a reporter after he—I uh, was, was asked if he misutilized uh, Le'Veon Bell after before in the beginning of the year said he wasn't utilizing Le'Veon Bell. Right? Is hilarious. And so that that is. Oh, also uh, the comments that Walker Bueller made to the guy after the uh, after his tight pants, and that was like a trending topic on Twitter. And he was like, "This is not the time or place for that, Michael." <laughs> it was one of the funniest lines, and but like, I mean, it's a so Walker Bueller had on extreme like it. It looked like his his pants were extremely tight when he was pitching in like okay. game two or game three. And they ended – no, it was game two because they ended up losing. And then after the game, one of the reporters were like, 
oh, Trav- Walker Bueller's pants were trending on Twitter. Like, how do you feel about that? And he was like, this is not the time or place for that, Michael. And then he just wa- – and then he was done after that. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, like I understand that, like, reporters ask stupid questions, but, I mean, like, don't be salty about it. No, uh, what did you say about Adam Gase's comments? Oh, this is really funny. Right? He, he himself said it before the season that he didn't use <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, right? And then and when then they when, released him this week, he said it is what it is. No, but he was basically, he like, he was, like, trying to, like, beat around the person not say it. He legit just didn't use it, right? But, like, it just but doesn't – it's, it's really there's, funny. There's just so many problems with so many things – like, I, I mean, I mean, just like think about the fact of of him holding out an entire season just to get a bigger contract, and now he got released by the team that he ended up getting signed with after that year holdout. Like, clearly, clearly, him holding out for a year to get a bigger contract did not work, considering the oh, fact no, that worked. he's not. It worked. It worked. He got like thirty some million from what was it, like twenty four million oh. from the Jets. Yeah, but I mean, I like the Steelers' offer originally would have been like just as good or better. No, but like I mean, well, I'm like not saying like money wise. I'm just saying like his career, like his career uh, wise. Yeah. It, it was Jets, a ter- your career is not going well. Yeah, no, it well, was it was a terrible decision yeah. for his career. Well, the, the Jets. All right, we're not even getting into the Jets. Right, the Jets are. I'm, a I'm mess. sorry, Jason. We should have a Jets special one day. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to torture. Like, I don't think it's worth it to torture Jason no. by saying Jets. No, special. when they, if they Jets get the first overall pick in Trevor we'll Lawrence, we're having a Jets all right, special. Here, here. Once the season gets like more further along, and the Jets look like even more like the worst team in the league. We'll talk more about the Jets once we're getting closer to like, okay, are they going to get the first? I'm going to give, yeah, I'm going to hope that for Jason's sake, the Jets are okay so that he can be slightly happy or, or they can <laughs> just be terrible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like the, they'll just like go 0 and 16. So, right, that, so they can thing, get Trevor. Last thing on the Jets here. Last, okay. last thing on the Jets. And if there's anything else after I this, think, I do think they have a good, at least it seems like they might have an okay, goodish GM and Joe Douglas. I'm happy about that. And then I'm happy that if they get the number one pick, they're getting Trevor Lawrence, which is obviously a huge for any organization. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have, I think they have like 10 picks or something in this draft. They'll probably ha- end up having like six picks in the first three rounds or something like that. Like two in the first, two in the second, two in the third, I'm guessing is what will happen. And they have two first next year. They're going to probably have the most money to spend in, in cap room, like 100 mil. And there's some good like wide receivers and skill position players hitting the market. And so you can surround your young Trevor Lawrence with some good players, hopefully. And I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes from there. I mean, Mekhi Becton, the left tackle, he's hurt right now, but he looks like a stud. So, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe this thing is turned around quicker than expected. That's all I can hope for. Is there any other, well, is there any other topics in the NFL that, that we want to discuss before going into our predictions for week six? No, all this Jets talk is making me – I'm going to drink, so I grab myself a beer in the meantime. All right. Well, I think on that note, let's get into our week six picks. So we are going to go through every game, uh, give you a little bit of insight from our opinions on what's going to happen. And hopefully none of the games this week will be postponed at all. I know some of them already have. We just got to see with the Patriots-Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens as things go on. But let's start off talking. uh, So just just going through this top. Some of the Eagles have COVID. Uh, I don't know. He was he was exposed, okay. so he's uh, isolated, but he hasn't tested positive. He's asymptomatic. That was met prior. So again, we will see because you know it's not a hundred percent that all these games are going to be played. But let's start off talking about the Texans and the Titans. From what I see, the line for this game uh, is uh, I think 
It's actually, three and a half points. Uh, Titans are favored by three. Titans and a half. are favored by three and a half. Uh, we're going to start Jason. Who do you have in this game? Titans or the Texans? I'll see. He's going with Tennessee. All right. All right uh, why Tennessee? Because they're better. Is that good enough for you? <laughs> a very descript side. Uh, no, but no, but, the I mean, I mean, but that's true, though. Like, I mean, the Texans are one and four. <laughs> Noah, who do you have? Uh, if I have to place a bet, I'm going to bet the Texans. Just because okay. with three and a half, if we're going to spread three and a half points, I think it will be a close game. I think the Texans have something to play for now. The, the season's not over yet. You can come back from 0 4, especially with the extra spot. It seems like they're having fun. The Titans, while they seem great after beating the Bills, who I think are a contender, I think uh, the Titans are just uh, they're kind of like eh. Like they, uh, Denver was close to them earlier in the season. Like. They play to the opponents sometimes. Sometimes they play really well. Sometimes they're like, eh. So I want. I think this is a game though. The Texans are motivated. Still out there, Bill O'Brien. It's one of those things. You fire the coach, the team does well. I feel like that trend's going to continue. And I think uh, the what is it now? Like four and zero, five and zero. Titans take the, their first L of the season. I am going to go against what Noah said. I'm going to go with the Titans because the Texans just haven't looked that good this year. And also the problems of literally their coach getting fired because he's just, you know, Bill O'Brien. Romeo Cornell is a great coach. Don't yeah, but doubt it's Romeo just, I, I mean, there's just a lot of moving and shaking going Texans. on. I don't understand it. No, I'm not going to pick the Texans here. I'm going with the Titans. No, um, Noah. Oh, I mean, Noah, because Noah's a betting man and Noah likes to, Noah likes to have his Noah fun. Noah likes to lose, I guess. When you, got, you got to play the momentum. The Titans are they're feeling like they came back from COVID. They had a chip on their shoulder. They showed on Tuesday night football, yes, Tuesday night football, that they were better than the Bills. But it doesn't mean they could beat a team that has even a greater chip on their shoulder now in the Texans. They're trying to save their season. They're a hungry team. Those teams, especially, they've showed it now. They have more energy. So I want to see what the Texans can do. And I feel like they can beat the Titans. I feel like that's why the spread's also a lot closer than other teams. Where like the Eagles are down, are down like nine and a half points. Like, Ravens are nine half point favorites. So, like, there's a reason why it's a three and a half point spread. All right. Next game, uh, oh, going. Of something. Oh, God, what? I just thought of something on the Jets. I can't uh, even imagine what the point spread is going to be next week when they're at Kansas City. Oh, uh, that's not going to be good. But, but oh, yeah. That's not, but that's not next week. That's, I mean, that's not this week. That's next week. We'll get into that next wait, week. Wait, Alex, can we what? talk about the Chiefs Bills real quick then? Because he just mentioned the yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by four and a half. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, I, I guess we go to that. I was just trying to gonna try to go. I, I mean, I mean that game's on Monday, so I was gonna wait until the end for that game. All right, whatever. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, no, 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 I, no, no, no. I just want to go up and down the list. We we can go into that later. Just like I, I just want to go Sunday to Monday. Like I just like, right. yeah, like, okay. like, uh, we'll get to uh, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, next Same game as your seats crowd. Yeah, next game Ravens Eagles. I think the game is in Philly. This is the first game that Philly's had fans for? Yes. First yeah. game. It's a limited crowd. Uh, I'm going to go first because I got Eagles insight on this. Yeah. I was all hyped before saying the Eagles have a real shot to win this game. Then I get a report by uh, Elliot Shore Parks. He's one of the Eagles beat reporters. And Lane Johnson's out this game. Matt Pryor, the person who was on earlier, is also an offensive lineman. Eagles have a young offensive lineman. Ravens have a long, young offensive line. They only have Kelsey from the start, from what they started with uh, last year. So it's Kelsey and just like a guy who played rugby three years ago and showed him a lot at left tackle, for instance. It's not a pretty offensive line. So I think if Johnson out, there's no shot the Eagles win. Even I wouldn't even take the Eagles with a nine and a half spread. It's just 
one of those things if you and that's at home i believe this is one of those things where you just gotta be like nope stay away because when the eagles don't have lane johnson they're a terrible terrible team terrible offense i don't know what he does but when he's on the field, they're a stable offense without – they're terrible. And that's why I said we're going to lose to Washington. We're going to get killed by a good team like Baltimore. What's the point spread? Nine and a half right. at home for the Eagles. And they're nine and a half underdogs. Yeah, There's not, a reason – I don't yeah. think it'll be close. I'll go with The that. Ravens don't have a good offense. I'm going with the Ravens because well, – the Ravens trust. have Lamar Jackson. Yo, the big Eagles trust. Never go against big trust. The Eagles match well offensively or de- offensive defense. Like the defense can shut down the Martin Jackson. It's so good against the run. But the offense is going to do nothing because without Lane Johnson, go, they can't do anything. Never go against Big Trust. Unless if it's the playoffs. Unless if it's against the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah then you can go against Big Trust. But right now, I'm going, I'm, going, uh, I'm going Ravens. So, no, are you going Eagles or are you going Ravens? Oh, Ravens. 100, 100%. Once when okay. I. Lane Johnson got ruled out. You gotta go, Ravens. Okay, so 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 Ravens Ravens have the table on this one. Next game, uh, the previously mentioned Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings. I believe this game. I'm just gonna assume that the bottom team is the home team here. So the game's in Minnesota. Yes, Vikings are the home team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Jason, who do you have? Four point spread. Also. Yeah, Vikings four point. That seems that seems pretty doable. I'll go with Vikings. Noah. I'm gonna go. Uh, with the Vikings as well, they showed some life against Seattle. Seattle's a pretty good team. The offense looks like it's moving. The getting Irv Smith involved now more as well with uh, Justin Jefferson. Even without Dalvin Cook, I think they're just a better team than the Falcons. They have some Falcons have some energy, but they're just not a good defense, good offense even at this point. Falcons yeah, are going to win some games this year, but now I don't think they're not winning. now though. I'm yeah. going. Falcons are in. Falcons are in the dumps right now. I'm going. I need to uh, get to the new coach. That is true. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Vikings on this one. I'm going to hold off on the two good, good, good one o'clock games. Uh, so we're going to go to Bengals Colts. Uh, Noah, who do you have in this matchup? So that's an eight point spread. It's in Indianapolis. I'm They're actually going. Thing, but yeah. Yeah, it's eight point for at Jaff, uh, DraftKings. These uh, spreads are from DraftKings, by okay. the way. But uh, so Colts are eight point favorites, I guess. Uh, I'm actually going to say the Bengals win this game. The Colts have a great defense. Don't get me wrong. Gonna, defense is going to be the only thing that keeps the Colts in this game, though. Rivers is cooked, and you just have to stuff the box, basically, against Jonathan Taylor and like, Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins with a Colts, and you have a shot to beat them because Rivers is going to throw the Colts out of games. I think the Bengals, I would 100% take them from the spread, and I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of Indianapolis with a win. Uh, uh, J- Jason, who do you have? I think it's overblown that Rivers is cooked. I don't think he's cooked. I still think he has something to give. I don't think he's, like, done, done. He got, he got passes to give to the defenders, though. You know, those good old INTs. I, 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 just, I just don't think he's done, done. But with that said, I'm still going to go with the Bengals. Bengals have been playing well this year. They've been in games. It's been close. And that's a pretty big point spread for a team that's been in close games. So I'll go with the Bengals. All right. Uh, I am going to go with the Colts because they've looked pretty good recently. And I like Jonathan Taylor. And I, I, I like that he's actually being able – I know it was bad circumstances in order for him to take over the starting role, but I like him in the starting role. And I think he's going to be the good. The defense is legit, too, for the Colts. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the next team we're going to go to here is Lions-Jaguars, two really bad teams. Well, that's a that's a Monday night showdown if it was. Well, that's, yeah, so that's, that's a, a prime mo- time game. That's that is a game Super Bowl week. matchup waiting to happen. 
the one that the one that yeah the one that's like you know when you know in endgame when doctor strange was like there's like 40 different 40,000 different possibilities and this is the one that we're in and this is the one where like everything falls apart that would be if if they matched up in the super bowl that would basically be the equivalent of that but in football Somehow, also the Lions are three-point favorites, even though they're on the road. No one should be. No that. one should be favorites in this game. They're, 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 the the anyone who's watching this, uh, any fan that's watching this, is suffering as a result. That and the Falcons Vikings game. Well, no, it should be an entertaining game. I think DeAndre Swift has a pretty good game because Jaguars are uh, vulnerable to the air check. But I just think this is going to be a game the Jags win. I feel like they're playing better football. I know they kind of. Took a downturn after they started off with a great game against the Colts. Better football is a very generous term. Better football, yeah, but it's it's a more of it's a more of it. It's yeah, it's it's respectable football. But the Lions, they don't play respectable football. They play Lions football, and that's Matt Patricia football. And Matt Patricia football hasn't been pretty. They don't have a good defense. (laughs) They don't have a good offense because they're just in their head. So they're They're the more talented team, but they're in their head. At least the Jaguars, they know what they're going to do. They're going to try to give the ball to James Washington and they'll pass the ball to DJ Chark. DJ Chark's going to open up the field for everyone else and they can get the ball moving on that awful Detroit secondary. That's why the Jaguars are going to beat the Alliance and giving them three points is even just sweetening the pot, making it easier for a win. Jason? I'm going with the Jaguars and Doug Marone and Trust. I'm going with the Jaguars because Gardner Minshew still has a very sweet stash. We all took Jaguars, right? Yeah, yes. we all took Jaguars. Uh, we have a couple more 1 o'clock matchups left. Uh, we're going to go to this, another terrible matchup because, you know, football just football just loves rewarding us with great, you know, the NFL just loves rewarding us with great football every week. I guess it's like Bears-Panthers. <laughs> no, I was going to say Washington-New York. I mean, the Washington Giants, but like. Oh, NFC East Division football, that's not a terrible Dude, matchup. It, they are combined one and nine. Yeah, it's NFC East. Yeah, it's, I know, but it's, honestly, it's kind of an interesting game. <laughs> why? Why? Because they're both so bad. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, this game is not interesting. <laughs> God, what a bad game! Just who? Okay, uh, I guess Jason, just start off with you. Who do you have in this matchup? What's the spread? I have no clue. But oh, uh, I think it's a. Hold on, let me get that up. But it's I got two it. and a, uh, Giants are two and a half point favorites. Oh my God! I would. Jason, you can go first. Uh, Kyle Allen starting for Washington. Oh, geez. So not Alex Smith. Oh, this is such a, oh, this I such think, a dumpster fire. <laughs> all right, here are my predictions for this game. The Washington defensive line, which is good, forces one Daniel Jones fumble because he can't hold on to the ball. And they, they start getting pressure on the quarterback all day, but the Giants somehow find a way to get their first one of the season. All right. Noah. Well, I do agree that Daniel Jones is probably fumbling the ball because him and Carson Wentz just fumble like no tomorrow. Oh, they love fumbling the ball, dude. That's like one of their favorite things. (laughs) They love their fumbles. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz (laughs) hates holding on to the football. It's just like hot potato for him. Yeah, he got he got care. He gives cares for the uh, other defenses, but exactly that makes sense. I agree with Jason about Washington's defensive line. I agree with him so much that this is going to be a game where. Washington wins from their defense. So this is a game where Washington gets a turnover, takes it to the house. When a defense puts up more points in the offense, and it's all what they need. They have the explosive playmakers like Tay McLaurin. I think Washington comes here and steals the win from Giants and just puts out all hope Giants have 
of even winning a game anytime soon. I still think the Giants, they just, they've, they've been like competitive and they've been playing hard. So I, that's why I think just they're going to get the win. But I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to take Washington for just, yeah. I don't need to give a reason. That sums been, it up. I think, yeah, I think yeah, this game sucks. <laughs> the I NFC least both. is a real thing. I think they both will have somewhere between two and three wins this year. Yeah, it's not good. What are you talking uh, about? It's a pretty competitive division. Uh, it's I mean, not a competitive division. No, Noah, Noah, we have a bunch of games left to go, and I don't want this podcast to go that to go that long. So ah, long everyone's in get... it. It's only like – I think only oh, one team's like two games back. Come on, come on. Giants. we got to get through this. We're, we're talking too much about garbage teams. Uh Broncos Patriots. All teams matter. No, they don't. Broncos Patriots. Uh, Noah. Broncos Patriots. Uh, well, this if is the game, game where it might yeah, not happen if it yeah, happens. If this game happens. If this game happens, I'm going to say because the Patriots have Cam Newton back, it's a Patriots win. Uh, there's no doubt with that. I know the Broncos are getting Drew Locke back, but the Patriots are just a better coach team. Uh, Vic Fangio is not a great coach. Uh, Jason. Great defensive coordinator, but not a good head coach. It Jason. is a big spread. Patriots minus nine. But Bill Belichick has had two weeks to prepare for an awful team, so I'm going to go with the Patriots to cover. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Patriots. Broncos haven't looked that good this year. Also, I, is Locke? He's not. How long is he's he out playing. for? Oh, he, oh, he's playing today. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it'll be a close. I, th- I think it'll be a closer game than the spread says, but that's just me. Uh, but I am going to go with the Pats here. Uh, next uh, final two matchups, one o'clock games. Uh, Bears, Panthers, Jason, who do you have? Do you have Nick Foles or do you have Teddy Bridgewater who shouldn't be starting because P.J. Walker, the XFL MVP, should be starting? I am going with the team that has a starting quarterback whose nickname cannot be said on our show. Ah, I like that. I like that. No, I was just about to wonder if, like, Teddy Bridgewater had, like, a random other nickname. Oh, I'm know. sure that it's, <laughs> he I don't know if Bridgewater Nick Foles' nickname. Look it I, up. Yeah, I, I don't want to find out if he has an explicit nickname. Let's, let's, yeah, not, just, let's not open yeah, up the floodgates Let's not speculate, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's not yeah, a good so idea. I'm, I'm, it's going to be a close game. I think the Bears, the defense is pretty solid. And Mike Davis is still the back for the Panthers. So it's not McCaffrey. I know they're explosive, but the Bears, they play close to every team. And in that, uh, and the Panthers' defense is terrible. No offense to the Panthers. They cannot stop the run. I mean, how, I think it's, how are the Panthers favored by a point and a half? It's a home game. It's a home game. Yes, but uh, I think it's the. I think it's going to end up being uh, the Panthers winning. I think right. uh, Nick Foles does not look good with those Bears. He's missing those all day uh, last week or well, last Thursday. No, he hey. did Daryl Mooney. He missed about like 15 yards. But I'm not talking about Daryl Mooney right now or Darnell Mooney. But the thing is, uh, the Bear, Foles does not look good. Bridgewater has looked really good. Robbie Anderson is like a legit stud. If there was a Pro Bowl, he'll be a Pro Bowler this year in Hawaii or wherever they have it. It's going to be in Orlando, but... Well, they canceled it. They canceled oh, okay. it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it but, would have been in Orlando, but... Gotcha. But, Aren't yeah. And okay, okay, come Panthers on. Panthers are legit. Panthers right. are legit offense. I think that will beat them because the Bears, they just don't have the offense. I'm going with the Panthers because DJ Moore's on the Panthers and PJ Walker should be the starting QB. I don't care that Bridgewater's good. I still want PJ Walker. Um, last what, one o'clock... What? No, I'm going with the Panthers because they have, because they have DJ Moore. And he's a Terp. Uh, last one o'clock matchup. The, what? what? I, I know that's a bias pick. I don't care. Uh, last last one p.m. matchup. Probably the probably the best one. Uh, Browns Steelers. The four and one Cleveland Browns. I don't think anyone expected this. Jason. 
Who do you got? Three and a half favorites are the Sealers, by the way, at home. Three, okay, they're at home. I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little frisky. Let's go with the Browns. Ew. Oh, Jason, never frisky, say those words frisky, again. frisky pick with the Browns. Frisky pick. Noah, who you got? I love the Browns. Love them so much. I'm always hyping up the Browns. With the you Browns love them so get... much, you're going to pick against them. No, yes. <laughs> the Browns are going to get killed this game. The offense is not good. Big Ben. Big, big Ben. Good quarterback, not a good person off the field. Yeah, no, the Seals are a legit team. <laughs> Browns are pretenders. When they play, when they play good teams, they're going to get killed. And the Steelers are a legit team. All right. So, so, so Noah's got Steelers. Steelers big win. Um, and that pains me to say. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm going with the Browns because I like seeing chaos. Love, love me some chaos. Want to see the Browns Man, do well because they haven't been. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. like getting into it on the sideline, and then they go on the field and they win the game. Oh, that would be so funny, and and it's probably already happened before. So, uh, let's let's go into our four o'clock games on Sunday. Starting off with easily the worst one of the games. You mean that the are best matchup? Four. No, no. Jets Dolphins. Yeah, it's Jets Dolphins. I'm surprised it's not game of Amer- the game of America or something like that. Hey, there's only two. There's only two four o'clock games on this weekend, and this and is one of them. Yeah, this is yeah, this is uh. Dolphins uh, are well, nine and a half favorites, by the way, at home. Oh my god, that's so much. The the Dolphins aren't even that good. <laughs> like like that's a generous nine point spread. Noah, I'm well, I'm gonna start with you. Who you got here? Well, it's easy. Dolphins. <laughs> I wouldn't take them in a spread. I would take Jets to cover. Okay. But, uh, Dolphins are gonna they're gonna win this game. The Jets will cover because they'll keep it close and Ryan Fitzpatrick. They'll keep it close, but not close in. enough. Not close yeah, enough okay. to get a win. Uh-huh. I'm going to say the Jets cover. I think it won't be nine and a half points. I think it'll be like eight well, points. Well, Jason, the Jets fan, who do you have in this game? I mean, I'll take the Dolphins to win, but I'm going to take the Jets to cover the spread. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Patrick might throw 500 yards. So we'll I'm going to go uh, for my dad's sake. For my dad's sake, because, that be, because I want my dad to be happy and the Dolphins to get a good draft pick, I'm going to go Jets. So, hot, 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 hot take here, but, you know. Yeah. Honestly, I would probably go Dolphins, but, but – I would go Dolphins, but for my dad, I'm going to go uh, go Jets so that they can lose another game. Uh, the the better four o'clock matchup in this one: uh, Packers Buccaneers, the revamped Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, a team that hopefully won't choke a three zero lead in the playoffs. It's such, it's such garbage that this game is not in prime time. That is a shame. Yeah, but, but the, uh, well, the Monday night game. No, I mean the Monday night game isn't that good. The Monday, the the actual Monday night game is not that good. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Packers, Bucks, uh, Jason, who you got? I'm rolling with the green and yellow, Green Bay Packers. Go they to are favored by one, by the way. Wow, that's a close spread. Well, it's in Tampa, that's why. Oh well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, uh, is it my time to pick now? Yeah, it's your time because Jason just picked. All right, uh, Bucks just lost uh, one of their great defensive tackles. Um. It's like Vieta, Vieta, something like that. I'm forgetting his whole name. Vieta Vieta. Vieta, yes. I have, I have uh, no clue. And that's going to affect their run game, or their run defense a lot. That's what keeps that, makes that defense dominant. And losing that throws this whole game out of whack. And I think the Packers are going to not only win, but I think it's going to be a blowout. Aaron Jones is going to dominate on the ground. And Aaron also, Jones is going to dominate so much, you're going to see – AJ Dillon third string in. No, no, we're not. No, we're not because I need my fan. No, I need my fantasy points, so therefore it's going to stay in. I'm taking the others. I think it's going to be a big Aaron Rodgers air raid game. 
Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going Packers with y'all. So, so we all picked Packers, right? Clean sweep of the Packers. All right, uh, we're going into our Sunday night game. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Rams with ugliest uniforms in football, and we have the San Francisco 49ers. Jason, who do you have in this matchup? Even oh, oh wait, oh wait, did I just go with you or did Rams I are favored by three points? It's in San Francisco, but it, hey, wait, Rams Noah, are Noah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I went with you the last time, so I'm gonna go. Sorry, sorry to Jason. I'm gonna start off with Noah first, and then we'll, we'll... all right, the better pick. Okay, yeah. So no, shut 49ers up. are terrible. They just go out of sync. Rams yeah, aren't a good team. They're not terrible. They are terrible. They are. They lost. Forty the Niners aren't the same team that they were last year. Jimmy G's. They don't have a Q, starting QB, a healthy starting. It's not QB the same the team. But they don't have an NFL starting QB at the moment because Jimmy G's not right, and Mullins and Beathard are not going to cut it. The Rams. This is a game. The Rams beat bad opponents. They're not. A, they're not. The Rams aren't a great team by any means. Our QBs Jared Goff. But they're going to win this game. And the 49ers, They've been killed this season. Most of it has been from the MetLife, uh, MetLife Turf. But MetLife Turf. Met, shout out to MetLife Turf. Get another MetLife shout Turf. Out, even when the Jets don't even have a home game. Uh, but, it's, yeah, it's the Rams. It's, it, they're going to win this game. They're gonna, it's a three-point three favorite. I'm going to be surprised if they win by 25. All right. Jason. Well, I take issue with saying the Rams are not a good team because I think the Rams are a Super Bowl contender. You heard it here first. Ooh, hot takes. Uh, hot takes sure with Jason Well, it's a hot take now because I said so. It's a hot take, yes. Hot take That's with Jason, uh, hot take Jason Chayette. When they missed the playoffs. Yeah, not a good look. Hot takes. I'll, I'll go with the Rams. I think, I think the Rams will probably win by like two touchdowns. I'm saying the Rams, 49ers haven't looked. I'm 49ers, literally their entire team is like being depleted with injuries. I don't uh, think they're a terrible team, though. I don't. I still think they could get, like, seven or eight wins. Yeah, yeah. No, they'll be a good team. They're just not the same team as they were last year, and, they lost, and they've lost a lot of big pieces already. So Again, what I'm saying is they're not healthy right now. That's yeah, yeah, doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's get, what I'm they, saying. When they get healthy, they're That's, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. When they're healthy, they're a good team. But right now, they're not healthy. So, ergo, not a good team. Uh, we're, we're, we're not going to go with – the one matchup we're going to go with the actual Monday night football game because that's not as good as the other game. That's also going to be on Monday. Uh, so this game Cardinals Cowboys. Uh, Why is that game on Monday? Oh, uh, it's just, it's game just the way the schedule is. All right. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about the game? Hey, what are you talking about Chiefs bills? Why is that on yeah. Monday? I think it's because COVID. That was going to be Thursday night before, so they flexed yeah, it to Monday. Yeah, and yeah, because COVID oh, stuff. But, but they was, actually, yeah. but 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 they actually put time between the two, so the two aren't overlapping. Got hopefully. It. All so. right, so Cardinals Cowboys. Yeah, Cardinals Cowboys first, and then we'll go with Chiefs Bills. Uh, Jason, you start. Cardinals and Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys obviously have no defense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their starting quarterback, who is a bona fide stud, is out for the season. The Red Rifle. You, I mean, no, it's about the Red Rifle, right? You know who I'm talking about, Dak Prescott. Oh, well, he is. I don't even know Andy Dalton. Dalton is your fine, typical, average quarterback. He's he's like Dal- a, Dalton's no Dak Prescott. He's, he's a. You heard it here first. Quarterback, <laughs> maybe at, at best, maybe like somewhere between like average and below average. But I'll give him more of average. Like he, he's a game manager. No, Saying he's not this year's Ryan Tannehill. But I'm gonna go with No, he's not. The Arizona Cardinals, because that that offense is electric and Kyler Murray is a good quarterback. I don't know how the offense good move to stay with football instead of baseball. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how 
I don't know how the Cowboys are going to cover Hopkins and Fitzgerald even in his old age. And Larry Legend. And Isabella. And Isabella. Kristen Kirk. Yeah, they're going to be a good team. And Kyler Ooh. Murray. So, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, who are only favored by a point and a half. So well, it is in Dallas, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, Noah, yeah. who Cardinals, you got? I, I still think the Cowboys are winning the division, though. Now, I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals, but the, Cow- the Cardinals are not a great team in any way. The defense isn't great. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys end up winning this game. But the Cowboys, they just don't have a defense. That's going to give them uh, give Kyler Murray some breaks. Kyler Murray's a overrated QB in my uh, opinion at the moment, and mm-hmm. he's not going to lead the Cardinals to be any really good teams on a freaking basis. They, I think they but would compete for a wild card spot. Maybe yes, they can. They could maybe be like nine and seven and sneak in the playoffs. Yeah. But I think the Cardinals they have enough passing attack to outscore the Cowboys, especially because Andy Dalton is no Dak Prescott. Uh, you Andy heard it here first. He's a hot takes. Spot. This is well, I mean, Andy Dalton's not, he's a backup QB for a reason. He's, hot takes. He's he's he's, he's, a, he's a okay. He's a great backup. The Dallas is lucky to have him. He can save Dallas the season, but the Dallas is not going to be the backup QB uh, unless if they dominate the run. Maybe they make it a Zeke game and then they can win that way. Just keep the ball out of the Cardinals, but hands. Yeah. But Andy Dalton's careless with the football. And that's going to cost the Cowboys a game because he can't bring the Cowboys back like Prescott did almost every day. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys don't have Prescott. Easy pick, Cardinals. I, I don't care about defenses and all that. The Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott. That means that they're not going to be as good. I'm not going to mention Mike Nolan, I guess, the yeah. coordinator for the Cowboys. I, I, don't, I don't care about him. All right. All right. Last, last pick, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, I would say arguably second best or best matchup of the week, depending on which way you want to look at it. And we hyped it up earlier as well. Yeah, and we hyped it up earlier, so hopefully it'll be good before it's not. Uh, favored by Chiefs, four and a half points. Chiefs, well. Bills, Chiefs favored by four and a half. You say? Yeah, at at Buffalo. Well. At Buffalo. At Buffalo. At Chiefs half, favored. Chiefs favored by four and a half should be a very good game. I know Bills got blown out by the Titans last week, but again, I mean. I know the Chiefs, they, they they lose last week or the week before? When did they lose? They lost last week to, okay, yeah. uh, to John Gruden's Raiders. John Gruden, baby. Yeah. I if you picked him up as their head coach in our fantasy league. I, don't I drafted him. Our fantasy league. Yo, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love to see of course, yeah, yeah, of course I play you uh, before Dak gets injured. So, you know, it'd be well, a completely different story. quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, okay, picks. Uh, who just went with picks? Uh, Jason, did you go first? Yeah, yeah Jason went yeah, first. All right, so go I'm going to go in here. Uh, Chiefs play to the opponent. They're playing a great defense in the Bills. I know Trent Davis White or Trent White hasn't looked the same, but I'm thinking the Bills are at home. They just had a bad loss against the Titans. They're going to give it all loss. this Very game. bad loss. And I think they're going to beat the Chiefs, not – it's going to be a defensive game. Chiefs will do like the whole thing, well, down by 21 points, and they score like two touchdowns and make it a game. But I feel like the Bills are going to dominate this game. They're going to, they're going to learn and watch the tape from the Raiders because the Chiefs are a flawed team that are beatable. You just got to get up early, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, and then you beat the Chiefs. And with Josh Allen's mobility, I think you can do that. Oh, okay. Jason, what do you have to say to that? What's your pick? You know, I really hate to say this because I really hate to agree with Noah, but I'm going to go with the Bills in this oh, one. Oh, we got I, two Bills. 
I think the Chiefs are the best team in football still, even with the flawed defense and the flawed offensive line. And I think that Bell's going to help. And I think Bell's that the Chiefs are going to still win right the Super Bowl again. No, not this. To, not, not he, this. Has to, he won't even play next week, probably, because he has to wait a week to practice. I think they'll put him in for a few plays against the Jets. Maybe, yeah. He might, he might not have a lot of time to uh, practice, though. But I, I just mean, like, uh-huh. I, I think yeah. the Chiefs are still the best team in football. What did he say? No, no, no. His mom was calling him. We a guest appearance uh, from a, a guest voice actor from my mom, I guess. Uh, she just wanted to say hello. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to Noah's mom. Say hi to your moms and say you love them. Okay. Yo, yes, yo, uh, love your moms. I mean, yeah, I mean that should, I mean that should already be a thing. Don't be an awful should... person to your mothers during yeah, COVID. Be nice. Oh, I've been kind of an the awful. The Chiefs person. though are still a really good team, and I think they're probably only going to lose like one or like two more games the rest of the way. So if they lose this game, I still think they're going to probably maybe only lose like one more game after that, or maybe two games, but. They're a good team, I think, but I think they're one of those teams that's really gonna get rolling with Mahomes in the playoffs. So, even though they're still gonna have twelve or thirteen wins in the regular season, I'll go with the Bills because I don't know. Bills got embarrassed on Tuesday. They have a solid roster, solid coaching. I don't know. They might give Mahomes some fits. Let's go with the Bills. Um, I'm gonna go the Chiefs with defense. Hart says Bills because Stephon Diggs logically says Chiefs because Chiefs. No, that works. That's it. That's that's so. That's my thing. So logically, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Wait, wait. wait I want to Tyree Kill. You, you going Clyde, with Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire? They're going to cover five points. I, I I don't know if that's going to be, but I just I mean the Chiefs right. are just really good. So before we go though, I want to make a quick prop bet between the three of us. No, God. who this is no money. This is going to be something about the Rays. Okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you. It's, I, we're doing football predictions, so I figured we should do something like this. Every week we give one prop bet for a game we okay, say is the, the best game bet? of the week. So who throws for more touchdowns? Who has more total touchdowns this week, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Mahomes. I'm going to go Josh Allen. I'm going, I'm going Mahomes. Gut pick, going, going Mahomes. Josh Allen. Okay, so you, we'll go back to this next week, and whoever wins gets bragging. Yeah, we'll look at the tape. We'll look at the tape. All right, well, I I'll think – I'll remember. I'll keep – Yes. So, with that, that concludes the latest episode of Sports Lock. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. I know we went a little bit long, um, but we also had a lot to talk about. There was a lot of good things to talk about. So, I'm glad for all of you that tuned in, stuck around, listened to us the entire time. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you, can, you can follow us on Twitter at SportsLock1. You can listen to us. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. And, and yeah, uh, so from all of us and from me, stay safe, stay healthy, uh, wear a mask, and we'll talk to you guys next week.